This morning, our story, or the story of Jesus as we follow it after Christmas, moves from epiphany to baptism. We learned who Jesus was. He was born. He was proclaimed to be the king. And now we begin to start to see what it is that Jesus does. And the first thing he does is he gets baptized. Baptism is about transformation. It's about wading into the waters in a unique and special way. Even though there is nothing particularly magical about those waters that we wade in themselves. Nevertheless, we believe that baptism is a practical, literal, tangible symbol that points us to God's work of transformation that goes on in us, around us, and maybe most of all, through us. The reason that we're baptized is like what Robert said earlier, we're we're baptized because we affirm the spiritual, internal, unquantifiable transformation that goes on as we engage in a relationship with God. But baptism is undeniably tangible. It's something we actively do that works alongside the spiritual, unquantifiable things that are happening in ways that we can really only feel in our hearts and in our souls. And so today we look to an event that had deep spiritual significance that we cannot quantify, but it was a, an actively tangible event that Jesus experienced. And there's nothing unusual about this when it comes to God's work in the world. Mixing the tangible and the spiritual is what God does. And to that end, when we consider our experiences with God, it's important to remember that we don't just chase spiritual experiences, nor do we just chase the tangible things of life. But that... When something really has meaning, there's often both of those things blending together. And in the life of Jesus, this happens over and over and over again. And hopefully it happens in our lives as well. But first, today, we approach with humility the mysterious event of Jesus' baptism. And hopefully we remember our own baptism as well. Pay attention to Jesus' baptism, and if necessary, allow your mind to wander and remember your own as we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, and share in just four short, short verses, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me? But Jesus answers him, Let it be so for now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting him. 
And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We start in a simple place. All of us have tangible things that, well, that are important to us. We think about children, maybe those tangible things that are most important are the stuffy and the blanket that they carry to bed. As we age, those things that are very important to us change. But the need to have tangible things around us that point to significant things is, well, that never changes. I mean, think about your life. Think about your home, your, your living room, or, or your desk at work. What have you put around you that is meaningful? And is it those, those tangible items that are meaningful, or is it the, the relationship or the experience that those tangible items point to that is meaningful? We put pictures around us because of the important people in our lives. We put trinkets and souvenirs around us to remind us of the good times or the good experiences. We hang diplomas on the wall or significance of achievement to remind us of the effort we put in to accomplish those difficult tasks. And in a very real way, we all keep around us the symbols of our lives that affirm the transformations that we have undergone. Education and graduation are transformative experiences. So we put up a diploma. Family helps shape and transform us from little ones into old adults. So we keep the reminders of family around. And those trinkets, those souvenirs that we picked up when we were in faraway places, those, those are reminders of the kind of trips that were worthy of remembering because they did change us, even if they changed us and just helped us feel happy and refreshed. I believe all around us all the time we keep tangible symbols of our internal, intellectual, and spiritual transformation. It's an essential part of our human nature to do this. And, and it, it connects the important ways that the Spirit of God is all around us in unseen ways yet is somehow at work in ways that we feel. And of course, Jesus, well, Jesus is the ultimate tangible expression of the invisible God. Jesus is God incarnate. It's, it's, he is the, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, who shows us how the spiritual and the tangible are brought together and, and provide deep meaning when they are. Through the incarnation and th then through events like healing, like feeding people, like communion, and of course like baptism, God through Jesus brings deep spiritual meaning to tangible items and events and activities in our lives. And these these tangible experiences shape and, and affirm who we are, who God is, and remind us of the transformation that we undergo as God's children in life. <clears throat> 
Now, transformations sometimes happen quickly. And if you read the Gospels, the transformation of Jesus from being, well, prophesied about to, to his ministry happens really quick. We turn over to the beginning of chapter 3 and, and well, we're already there. The ministry is beginning in Matthew, Jesus' birth is promised. There's a long genealogy. And then, and then he is, he's born. And then the wise men visit. And then the family runs to Egypt. And then they return. And then as soon as you turn to chapter 3, some 30 years have gone by. And John is beginning his ministry. And Jesus is coming along for baptism. Jesus approaches John at the beginning of his ministry. It is clear that he's beginning his ministry. And he does this with the deliberate act of bringing together the spiritual and the tangible in baptism. Jesus blesses the, the merging of the tangible elements of water with the spiritual experience of baptism in a way that is undeniable. It's a holy moment. Even though there's nothing special about those waters. Those waters yet have power. And this happens over and over and over again in Jesus' life and ministry. Simple water turns into wine at a wedding feast. Simple interactions with people turn into instances of, of healing and blessing throughout his ministry. The simple elements of a meal, bread and cup, close his ministry as we get the Lord's Supper, communion. Because over and over and over again, Jesus, the, the tangible expression of the invisible God, creates meaning through mysterious blends of the spiritual and the tangible. Which is something we deeply need in our lives. We need to have meaning from the stuff that is around us. And we need to have events and moments and activities that are more than just doing things, but are also spiritually significant. And all around us, we need to experience the power and the blessing and the hope that comes from spiritual instances that have a tangible aspect to them. And the significance of blending the tangible and the spiritual is not just some trick. It's, it's evidence that God is involved. And when God is involved, what often, often comes is moments of transformation. You see, as Jesus wades in the water, everybody is watching the son of a carpenter going into the water. But when he comes out, they begin to see something quite different. The son of a carpenter turns into a rabbi who, who brings about the kingdom of God. Jesus, later when he's at that wedding feast, when he transforms the water from the, the big pots into wine, transforms himself from a wedding guest into someone who's bringing about something new. And when someone approaches Jesus in some way, often with a need, 
Or he just speaks to someone who is blind or deaf or or crippled or, or possessed. That interaction is an instance of transformation. The physical interaction makes an incalculable spiritual impact and lives are changed. And even when we fast forward all the way to the end of his life, as he's dying on the cross and his physical body is sacrificed for our spiritual forgiveness and and restoration and freedom, we further affirm that through God, something other than physical bodies are at work. The tangible and the spiritual blend in ways that bring meaning and transformation. In ways that bring transformation that form and bless and changes us all the time in every way. And Jesus' transformation is not just one that happens for Him. But it's an invitation for transformation to happen to us and for us and through us as well. Because we need to be transformed. We need to be blessed. We need to feel clean and new and loved and have the affirmation from God that yes, God too loves us and is well pleased with us also. And one of the most important inflection points where that happens in our lives our actual lives, our spiritual lives, is at the moment of baptism, when we feel the call into the waters to allow God to speak and work and help us to experience something anew. Oh, for many of us, that event happened a long, long time ago. Maybe when we were children. Maybe when we knew or we didn't know what it was we were getting into. But even when we look back, thinking about not knowing what it was we were getting into, we can still ascribe meaning to that event and see how God was at work transforming us because we walked through the waters of baptism. And so even still, that event has meaning. That event is transformative. That event blended the tangible water of a river or a stream or a hot baptistry pool, or a cold baptistry pool, and brings meaning to us. God is continually washing us clean and making us new. And for some of us, it's a memory, and for some of us, it's a nudging, an an invitation to the waters, because we need to be transformed, and, and we need to feel afresh and new. We need to blend the tangible and the spiritual in baptism, And sense how it is that God is going to work in us and through us. And we can't quantify how God is going to do it, but we just know we need it. We know we're on the verge of transformation. We know we're on the verge of that affirmation. That in us, God is somehow well pleased. thought about transformations and, and what transformations looked like. thought a little bit about baptisms in films. And if I say that, usually the one that comes to mind is from that film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, where the guys ran into the water and got baptized and not much of anything changed. 
But in, in the unlikely film, the, the film from a few years ago, True Grit, there was a transformation that happened at the water. Maybe you remember the film. It's sort of an old western. Jeff Bridges plays the character Rooster Cogburn, who is a U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal that lives by his own rules. Cogburn is surprisingly and, and reluctantly approached by a young woman named Maddie Ross, a 14-year-old whose father was just killed. And she wants Rooster Cogburn to chase down Tom Cheney, a man who killed her father. Cogburn resists and resists and resists, but is, in response to her persistence, finally decides, okay, fine, I'll go chase down Tom Chancy for you. Tom Cheney for you. The hitch is that Maddie, after he's hired, decides she wants to go along. A 14-year-old girl trompsing through the wilderness, chasing down the guy who killed her father with a U.S. Marshal. Cogburn again resists, says this, this is no job or no place for a young 14-year-old girl to go. But Maddie just follows. Maddie follows Cogburn and the Texas Ranger that joins him, LaBeouf. And these two trained rugged men who usually work alone take off into the wilderness to chase down this guy. And, and, and Maddie learns that, that they've sold her short. Maddie learns that they're getting ready to drop her. They figure that when it comes to the first significant river crossing, Maddie isn't going to be able to do it. And so she'll turn around and go home and we can go on and do our work. Except when they get to the river, Maddie goes straight in. Maddie expertly and beautifully crosses the river on her horse. Cogburn and LaBeouf are stunned. And Maddie wakes them from their amazement by telling them it's time to get back to work. In that simple moment, in that crossing of a river, something people on horses did all of the time back then, Maddie was transformed from a dismissible little girl into a capable woman. And for the rest of the movie, Maddie becomes a part of the team, which ends up being successful because she is a part of it. But in that moment, as she passes through the waters, the transformation happens in her and, and in all of them. Maddie wades in, crosses the waters, and is transformed. And I bring up the film not because that transformation is in any way as significant as the one we would undergo when we went through the waters, but because it's a visual image of an explicit transformation and a reminder that transformations can be explicit when we face them. No matter who we are, no matter who our family is or our occupation or, or our address, when we, meet life, when we meet life's waters of transformation, we can be changed. And in the waters of baptism, God meets us to spiritually transform us. 
And when we meet moments of transformation, when we dip in the waters, when we wade in to embrace the transformation that's ready to come, even though we don't know the implications for what is down the road, what we get is a blending of the tangible and the spiritual. And what we get is a way that God works in the blending of the tangible and the spiritual that, ha- that, that, that exceeds our imagination. It has to, because you know what? Is there anything special about the water that goes in that tub? It's the same water that goes in your tub and mine. Is there anything essential about salvation from the waters in that tub? No. You don't make it through the waters, God. But you love the Lord. God will take care of you. Is is there But is there transformation that happens when we allow God to marry the tangible and the spiritual by wading through waters in the context of the family of God? Well, the answer to that is is most definitely yes. We can't really explain what it is. We certainly can't make any of us do it. And, and requiring you to do it just might undermine the actual act that God is trying to accomplish. But we have no doubt that by choosing to embrace the transformation that happens when we wade through the waters of baptism, we do something that is worthwhile, that blesses us spiritually and tangibly, and shapes us because we've been transformed. By the love of God. And so today, the invitation is one that has been made before and will be made again. It's an invitation to either remember or to wade into the waters of transformation. Just like Jesus waded into those waters, even though he didn't need to. We ask ourselves, do do we want to be transformed by the way God can work when we blend the spiritual and the tangible through baptism? Is God leading us to that kind of transformation? And are we ready to experience a meaningful transformation that we can't quantify but know we need by wading through the waters of baptism? It doesn't matter your, your age doesn't matter who you are. What I would tell you about those waters is when you're ready to experience God working in a new way in your heart, face the waters of transformation that come in baptism. Face them with an open heart and face them with excitement. And I have no doubt that God will meet you, will bless you, will care for you, and will transform you in ways beyond what you might have otherwise imagined. That's what we see happening in the baptism of Jesus. And thanks be to God, that's what we can see happening in our own baptisms, even still today. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we are thankful for this day. We're thankful for all of the ways you have worked in our lives up to this day and and thankful that we know that on the other side of this day that we have today, that you will meet us, that you will lead us, that you will care for us, support us, and, and shape us in unimaginable ways. 
But Lord, today as we face an invitation to transformation, we ask you to help us to see that invitation. Help us to see the transformation that has happened and that will happen. And help us to see the ways that you are transforming us through the tangible expressions of your love that happen in in and around us each day. And the spiritual expressions of your love that we know and feel, but, but don't even know where they come from, but know they are yours. Lord, as we experience the tangible and the spiritual blended together, may our eyes and our hearts and our lives be pointed to you so that we can sense your love and your strength and your presence in powerful and new ways today and in each day that lies ahead. Thank you, Lord, for hearing these prayers that we offer in the name of Jesus Christ, our baptized Lord. Amen.